Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Monday night, 8 o'clock, red reaction time. Sleep is overrated. That's my take. You don't need sleep. Stay awake. Enjoy this entire Chiefs playoffs run. You've seen it two years ago. You saw it last year, how good it could really be. And now it starts all over again. For those of you interested, I'll give you a quick update. The Ohio State University versus Alabama roll tied 14-7 Alabama with about 13 minutes left in the first half. Better game than we thought. I know Jay Binkley's nervous. His uh, wannabe alma mater of Alabama is uh, got their hands full. But this isn't a college show. This isn't even an NFL show. The Chiefs Red Reaction Show. 913-576-7610. Uh, taking your calls because, again, it's not my show. It's yours uh, here on 610 Sports Radio as the playoffs start to unfold. And it gets real. This is the best time of the Well, this is the second best time of the year. Personally, my favorite time of the year is right around March, April, Masters, opening day baseball, and you get March Madness. That, to me, is the best time of the year. But this, very close second, NFL playoffs. Jay Binkley, be easy, brother. I'll see you tomorrow night as I'll join Jay Binkley 6-9 to nine on 610 Sports Radio as we bring the ruckus uh, is what we will do then. Tonight... You heard Jay Binkley with Therese Paylors. You hear every Monday, 7 to 8 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio. And before that is the Chiefs Kingdom show. So football is uh, football playoffs full force. Everything moving forward. And we know the opponent for the Chiefs next week. The Dogs. The Browns. The sixth seed. All of that. Seems to go to the wayside as we talk about this tonight on the Red Reaction Show with myself, Dusty Likens, Grant, not Nick. Uh, Nick out of town. Um, but thanks to our friends at Olathe the Ford Lincoln, we give you the Red Reaction Show tonight on 610 Sports Radio, 913-576-7610. Or you can text in the J Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. Again, not my show, it's yours. Interesting stuff tonight for the Chiefs as the, uh, as the games... This weekend went uh, the completely opposite as we thought. Only one team would cover. That would be the New Orleans Saints. And for some reason now when the game is struck zero and there's no way for a team to tie it, they just end it, which kind of pissed me off. I had the Bears plus 10 and a half. I thought maybe they'd go for two there. Then that would solidify my... Uh, my assumption that there is a little bit more Vegas in these games than not. But again, Jimmy Graham makes a career-ending catch and just walks off the field and the game is over. 
Um, that game sucked. The Rams versus Seahawks game sucked. The Bills versus Colts game, to me, was about the only intriguing one. I think that's the only one, really, that had a good selling point other than Baltimore and Tennessee. And then we finished playoff weekend opening round one, or as it was the special wild card weekend because there were six games. Um, we finished with Brown Steelers. I thought this game was interesting. Obviously, it had a lot of uh, similarities to that Super Bowl that was Seattle and Denver when the opening snap goes over the head. Other team kept gets the ball, and the momentum shift is completely different and over with. Let's be real here real quick before we get into Chiefs versus Browns. This weekend, you saw what I could feel is the end of Pittsburgh for a while. Roethlisberger's owed a lot of money next year. He's at the end of his career. It didn't go well the last six weeks for Pittsburgh. They start 11-0, then they finish 1-5, including a loss in the playoffs, and they lose to the Browns. Um, the Bills didn't look like themselves. They looked like a team that has hit playoff. That team that has officially made it to the playoffs and the regular season comfortability of always knowing tomorrow is there and the game still being a little bit slower than normal. Um has now sped up, and tomorrow isn't promised. So I thought that game was interesting because everyone thought the Bills were just going to steamroll. Colts had opportunities, didn't win. And then you get to the Titans versus Ravens, and it seemed like the scripted plays worked out for Tennessee. And then once the script went away, it seemed that, let's be real, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, just took over. And they took to heart that Lamar couldn't win a playoff game, and they moved on. And so now we'll have... Ravens versus Bills, you'll have Chiefs versus Browns. And that's where the Chiefs get to start off looking forward to their season. That starts now. When you're a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and you go 14-2 and two and you have a first-round bye and you're coming off a season in which you won the Super Bowl I would say in dramatic fashion, down 24, down 10, down 10, win, win, win. Mahomes is now the heir apparent of the leader of the NFL when it comes to popularity, talent, best quarterback, whatever you want to call it. And then you come back the next season, you have your insane road record, you have a target on your back, and then all of a sudden, you're right where everyone expects you to be. First round bye. Chance to go back and repeat, or as the Chiefs would say, run it back. And now you have the Browns. And some people out there that I've talked to wanted to play the Browns. You want to play the lowest seed, right? You want to play a team that is not as closely talented as you. You don't really want any of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens part four. You don't want Tennessee because of what they can do with the running back. And you think the best possible matchup is the Browns. And I think what a lot of people forgot was that if the Browns won, there's a big familiar face. And the Browns do have a sneaky good team. I don't think the Browns are quite there yet. I think they're still a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit away. But Kareem Hunt, Sunday night sets the stage for Kansas City Cleveland. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely keep in touch with, with with those guys. You know, like you know, that's where I started. 
and uh, they did a lot for me, and uh, I got a lot of people on that team that, you know, look out for me, care for me as a person, and care for them too. So, you know, it, I probably won't be doing too much talking to those guys, but it'll be maybe one or few I call and just chop it up, ask them how they're doing and stuff. But uh, other than that, you know, sorry, but we enemies this week, fellas. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep in touch with, with, with those guys. You know, like, you know, that's where I started. So we're enemies. That's where Kareem Hunt's at. And in case you were under a rock and you didn't listen to any radio today, you could have started at 5 o'clock in the morning with the Run It Back show with myself and Pete Sweeney. That's right. That was at 5 a.m. It's now 8 p.m., but we're okay. We're in, we're in playoff mode. And this was Kareem Hunt via his Instagram story at the end of the game last night where it's all fun and games until he slides this in. Next week, personal. Next week, personal. Let's go. I told you, Bert, it was time for them to go home. Next week's personal. I don't know why. Shouldn't be personal. Shouldn't have any issues. Shouldn't be any problems. The fact that we're going to go with this is the Monday story. That's where we're at. And Tony Grossi, a writer for the NFL and Cleveland, tweets this out today. Forget about this angle. Or I'm sorry, he says, forgot about this angle. Kareem Hunt returns to Kansas City seeking to topple the team that gave up on him. Let's be real. We know why Kareem Hunt's not here. Kareem Hunt lied. Kareem Hunt was given a chance to come clean. He did not. Video surfaced. Kareem Hunt was released. And just no longer a Kansas City Chief. I talked about this with Pete Sweeney this morning. Andy Reid is the king of second chances. You can go throughout his career. Terrell Owens. Michael Vick. Marcus Peters. Plenty of guys on the Andy Reid resume that might have messed up in the past and then got with him and everything seemed to work out. Those people were truthful with him. Kareem Hunt was not. Kareem Hunt is a, mo- is a very, very talented running back. Kareem Hunt is one of the best running backs to play the game right now just because of everything that he can do. But the fact that you want to take the narrative and say that it's personal or take the narrative and say that the Chiefs dumped him, that's not true. And you want to say that you're enemies, that's fine in games. Because one thing that I've said all year with this Kansas City Chiefs team is that they take things personal. I compare this team's, I guess, motion and notion this year in the NFL to similar of what we saw in the last dance documentary. I've said this all year long. It gets tired and old. But it seems that the Chiefs tend to step up, show up, and really make a fool out of people that try to give the Chiefs extra motivation. Now, I know the regular season is a little bit different than the playoffs. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And there's a lot of theories out there that the Chiefs just play up to their talent or the situation. You look at all the games they played that were super meaningful this year or where there was a little bit of doubt, and the Chiefs took care of it. Buffalo, Baltimore, Miami, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, the list goes on and on. And now you're doing exactly what you shouldn't do to the Chiefs. They had a first-round bye. They now come back. 
They play this week. They're going to go up against the Cleveland Browns. And now all of a sudden, you have Andy Reid and that stat that goes on forever with after a bye week. And according to Jeff Schwartz on Twitter, Chiefs points off a bye week with Andy Reid and Mahomes, including playoffs, go as followed. 40-31, 40-51-35. So if you were wondering if time off helps, if this offense has missed a step, history would point out that this week the Chiefs are on pace to score at least 31 points. And when it comes to the Browns, it's fun. There's a lot of stories there, and it's only Monday. But again, Chiefs-Browns next Saturday, next Sunday, 2.05 at Arrowhead. See how they feel about the Kareem Hunt comments. I don't think it should be a main, main story. I think it's a Monday, Tuesday-ish story until players can talk. And it's not as much bulletin board material as maybe Juju Smith-Schuster might give somebody or Chase Claypool, who is now a Chiefs fan. Um, just go look on Twitter. But it just seems like there's just unnecessary reason to give the Chiefs that you don't have to. Like, if you don't think they haven't known this now from Kareem Hunt's comments, whole new ballgame. I'm interested to see what the pregame, uh, what the pregame looks like when it comes to players being on the field and who all. Kareem Hunt goes and chops it up with. But I will say this. They may be the sixth seed, but they're somewhat match up well against the Chiefs. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Fourteen fourteen National Championship game, Bama, Ohio State. Devonta Smith, man. That guy's cold-blooded. Just had probably the catch of the game so far. It'll be highlighted. You'll see it. Two-foot tap on the outside edge. Covered. Falling out of bounds. High throw away from him. Stretched out. Guy's a stud. From the Jay Southland Toast Service text line from the 817. Chiefs have been sandbagging all year. I'm scared for the rest of the NFL. If that narrative is true or that theory is true, I'm going to look like a genius. The reason I say that is because I went on kind of a a tirade that I didn't know if it was possible for the NFL team or for an NFL team to do what the Chiefs did. Because so many people, and I think this is because we use Vegas a lot, um, I think we use Vegas a lot to justify games of how they should be. I think it's only fair. Vegas gets it right so many times. And the Chiefs don't really cover their spreads this year. So there's a lot of people that think, you know, maybe the Chiefs were just doing enough to get by, doing enough to, you know, win games because they're just that much better. And I've had conversations with people that are very, very, very close to Chiefs personnel, coaches and whatnot to where the offenses that they run, think of it as like a motion offense. Think of it as space guy running around in space until Mahomes can find out exactly where he's going to be. Oh, but by the way, it's all premeditated. Like it's going to be, he knows point A, B, and C just depends on when they get there. That to me is unstoppable. 
And it's kind of like when you use that comparison to Golden State, they just came out and played a four-guard offense and just shot you to death. And not every game is going to be 123 to 91 in the NBA for Golden State in that run that they had for those three years. Some of those games are going to be 123 to 119. And at the end of the day, it looks close. And it looks like it's, you know, someone actually stood up to Golden State. But the, what you have to think about in the back of your head is, were they ever really out of it? Were they ever really in the game? And a lot of these Chiefs games, they had control. They just didn't really finish with a slam dunk. It's like they got out to a sprint, and then they got so far ahead that they could just jog the rest of the way to the finish line and still win. You saw a little bit of that with New Orleans game. You saw that a little bit with the Saints game. You saw that a little bit with the Buffalo game. Buffalo didn't get blown out, but the Chiefs controlled the momentum of the game the entire game. The Chiefs were in control the entire game. And now the playoffs are starting. Things are a little bit more high-strung. And all the teams that are in the playoffs right now, there's only one that's familiar with the system. Buffalo lost last year to Houston. Ravens didn't win because Lamar just got his first championship game, first playoff win. And Cleveland hadn't been in the playoffs since Bill Belichick was their head coach. And now Kansas City's there. And I get it, a lot of people were saying, hey, let's have the Chiefs play the lowest possible seed. But I don't think you can take the Browns lightly. I know Vegas right now is somewhere between a nine and a half to a 10 point favorite for the Chiefs. Chiefs are obviously the favorite, but let's be real about this. It's a playoff game and the Browns are good. And they went 11 and five. And the scary thing about the Browns is I would assume that their main goal, I mean, I get it, every team's goal every year is to win the Super Bowl. But to be realistic about it, I think the Browns' main top reachable goal this year was make the playoffs and win a playoff game. Your roster's built that way. You're now year three into Baker. You've got good talent on the outside, even though Odell Beckham goes down. You've got a two-headed monster that is vicious in the backfield with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And it's a scary factor when teams play with house money. Phone line 913-576-7610. Chiefs playoff week. The season officially starts now. Jay Southland, Toe Service text line 913-576-7610. Dan, KCK, floor is yours. Hey, Dusty, how you doing? Dad, this is a game that Chiefs going to put it all together. And if Kareem Hunt wants to take this personally, the Chiefs will take it personally. Steve Spagnuolo will have a good game plan. And you're right, the Browns are good. Nick Chubb and then Javaris Landry. I think, uh, yeah, Tara Matthew will be probably on Javaris Landry. Let's take care of the Browns and let's go for this repeat. Take care of yourself, Dusty. Thanks, Dan. Weekly call from Dan and KCK. Big fan of Dan's. He's a big fan of the show, so we appreciate it. But he's right. As we talk about this with Chiefs versus Browns, this is why I think the Browns are scary, and more will develop in these topics throughout the week as we're just here on Monday night on 610 Sports Radio, Red Reaction Show. Not my show, it's yours. Uh, 913-576-7610. Remember tomorrow, Therese Paler on the drive, and then Pete Sweeney's with the guys from Fesco in the morning at 715 
And Pete Sweeney and I will be also on the air at 5 a.m. Uh, giving you the run it back playoff show. The only Chiefs coverage playoff show in Kansas City I can think of. So be sure if you're up at 5 a.m. you're listening to that. Here's the deal with the Browns. Here's why the Browns are sneaky kind of scary uh, for a matchup versus the Chiefs. The Browns are last in the league when it comes to blitzing. Somewhere around 21, 22, 23% of the time they blitz. That's not because they can't. That's not because they're not good at it. It's because they don't have to. The Browns front four is dangerous. And this is a game in which I think we're going to really figure out how bad we're missing or how bad the Chiefs are missing Mitchell Shorts. Because Miles Garrett scares the hell out of me this week. Miles Garrett's one of the top five best defensive players in football. And the reason why it's scary the Browns don't have to blitz and that their front four is so good is that is basically a perfect recipe for the Chiefs, I guess, to kind of try to stop the Chiefs without having to send any blitzing and keeping your front four intact with pressure, you then can afford to send more guys back in coverage. Now, we still don't know what the, what the status is on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They said he's ahead of schedule. That's encouraging. Games in six days. Last we saw Clyde, he was being helped off the field and what was a nasty, wicked-looking type of injury. But this is a game where the defense you're playing, the front four is scary. They can send guys back, which means they can pressure Mahomes and also try to cover those zone pockets on offense. So we can't take the Browns lightly when it comes to looking at the nine and a half cover. We all can't sit back and think it's the Browns. They're the sixth seed. You're seeing the AFC North reshape itself. And to be fair, Cleveland's played better in the last six, seven weeks of the season. And now they're going to play the Chiefs on house money, already ahead of what they bought in for. And I don't know how relaxed they'll be, but they won't be as tensed up because they know that they probably shouldn't have played this game. But here they are, coming to Arrowhead, facing the big dog, no pun intended. And you get that matchup. Baker Mahomes, Chiefs Browns, Kareem Hunt back in Kansas City, CJ and KC, floor's yours. Dirty dog, what's up, man? What's up? Oh, hey, man. What's, hey, man, you know what, man? I, I, I'm feeling so good, man. And, and I, I really like the Browns, man. I've I been a big Brown supporter all this season, man. But it's too bad that their uh, fantasy ride is going to come to a brick wall when they uh, come to Arrowhead. But uh, I don't think we have much to worry about, man. Mouse Garrett and then fine. And, and they still had to deal with our great defense. And uh, we're going to put on the show. So, uh, I'm, you know, Mahomes puts on such a big show. It's his show when I see the other side of the ball. They had to face our defense, too. And we're going to uh, tear him up. But I've been a Brown supporter, and, and it's too bad that uh, Browns, I, I, I love you guys, man. Uh, we've been rolling. I've been a Brown supporter, but they ran into a brick wall this week, baby. CJ, love the call. Love when you join the show. Big fan. Couple good points. 
to react to CJ's call on the Red Reaction Show, 913-576-7610. Again, not my show, it's yours. It's interesting to think, because that was part of the theory that I had when thinking that a team could finesse. You look at what the Chiefs have on defense when it comes to 95, 55, 32, um, and the leadership that they bring. Legereus Sneed's been a great surprise this year. We'll see what the health uh, holds up with Willie Gay and to see that if he can develop into that nice style of coverage linebacker. But the thing is, when it comes to this Chiefs defense, this Chiefs defense always seems to kind of use that underdog mentality because when you think of the Chiefs, you obviously think of right away explosive offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and what they can do on that side of the ball. The thing that's crazy about the Chiefs that I think a lot of people forget about is that they went 23 out of 25 games or 24 out of 27 games where they scored 20 points or more. And the great thing about this is if you're the Chiefs or if you're playing the Chiefs, not only do you have to score 20, you've got to keep them from scoring 20. That's the recipe. Not holding on to the football for 12 minutes, 10-minute drives, because that's already hard enough to do. The recipe to beat the Chiefs is to keep them under 20, and you have to score three times. But it seems like this defense tends to play a little bit more on edge, a little bit more ferocious, and a little bit tougher this time of year. You have to. It's cliche, right? Last, you know, could be your last game of the year. But what's such an advantage is that a team like Pittsburgh, who plays a team like Cleveland, is different than a team like the Chiefs playing a team like Cleveland. Because Pittsburgh is a team that truly, I honestly think, egos and personality got in the way of the run. I think they got to a point where they didn't think their uh, poo didn't stink. I think they got to a point where they thought they were better than they really were. They played a soft schedule. And then the ceiling fell out right on top of them. And they finished the season one and five, including a playoff loss, a team that had loose morale, didn't really have it all together. You look at the Chiefs, it's complete opposite. I don't think the Chiefs would start a game out with a snap over their quarterback's head. I don't think their team's going to have an issue with their quarterback throwing four interceptions, yet somehow also throwing four touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger, 38. Patrick Mahomes, 25. Huge difference. And this team already knows what it's like to be in the playoffs and what it is and what it takes to get to that point. I get it that college was fun, but Baker still is yet to beat Mahomes in the NFL. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And not Nick Price. The reason I do that is because every time that Nick Price is here, and we come back from that, and that nice little liner by that young lady, he throws in, and Nick Price. Nick Price out of town. Grant filling in. For Mr. Nick Price. How's this make you feel, Chiefs fans? You want a reaction? I'll give you one. 
Andy Reid, since the Eagles fired Andy Reid, I say this today because Doug Peterson is on his way out. And now the Eagles are looking at Matt Kafka and Eric Bieniemy, meaning the Chiefs could possibly be without any option at offensive coordinator. Just bring Doug back. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs record uh, Andy Reid has since being fired by the Eagles, 91-37. and 37. That's insane. Philadelphia Eagles, since Andy Reid's departure, 69-58-1. Each team has won a Super Bowl. The Chiefs with Andy, the Eagles with Doug. Andy's protege, who the Eagles just fired. Um, other little nuggets about this, um, this game, according to Adam Teicher of ESPN, Chiefs expecting large numbers of Browns fans at Sunday's game at Arrowhead, team president Mark Donovan. We've got to be prepared for that. Cleveland is one of those teams with a lot of pent-up demand, especially with a win they had over the Steelers. Again, Cleveland hadn't been to a, hadn't been to the playoffs. Been since 1994 when Bill Belichick was their coach. Um, and uh, it's 2020. Another good nugget about this, um, about this, which is the next topic of the show, which I find very intriguing. Cool little nugget about this this weekend. It's kind of the the micro or macro, however you want to look at it, look of this weekend. Yes, it's the Chiefs and Browns. It's the, it's the Ravens and the Bills. But the thing that's crazy about this weekend is that this is the future of the NFL and the AFC. And Baker Mayfield is the oldest starting quarterback left in the AFC playoffs, and he's not even 26. Baker Mayfield, 25 and 272 days old. Patrick Mahomes, 25 and 116 days old. Josh Allen, 24 years old. Lamar Jackson, 24 years old. The only quarterback missing from this picture is Deshaun Watson, who is also in his own little um, career-saving entanglement right now. Deshaun Watson's got to go somewhere other than Houston. I can't see him going back to Houston. There's rumors that he could go to Miami. That's not the point where we're at. The point that we're at right now is that it's Baker versus Mahomes. And I get it. We all know about the college game that had Mahomes throwing 88 times and five touchdowns and 700 plus passing yards and Baker Mayfield threw for seven touchdowns and 500 yards. We all know about that game. And in 2018, the Chiefs and Browns played, and the Chiefs won, I believe, 37-21, somewhere around that score total. That was the year the Browns had finally made the decision to lean towards Baker Mayfield, that he was now the future of the, court of the franchise moving forward. He'd get the Browns to the playoffs, and he's done just that. But other than seeing what the NFL future looks like at quarterback in the AFC currently with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, and just the outside guy uh, being Deshaun Watson and Baker being the oldest at 25 and some days because he's almost 26. This is a game in which you're going to see a lot of these moving forward. Now, I don't know if it's going to be Cleveland or Baltimore that win the AFC North. 
But as long as the Chiefs keep winning the AFC North or the AFC West, they're always going to play division winners every single time. Next year, they're going to play Buffalo. They're going to play Pittsburgh. And they're going to play Tennessee. All teams that win their division in the AFC. And when you look at that moving forward, there's going to be a lot of times where they're going to play either Baltimore, Cleveland. They're going to play Buffalo. And if Deshaun goes to, to Miami, that's real sexy. And then in the South, they're going to play Tennessee at least for the next couple of years. But that is irrelevant because the quarterback situation there in the South isn't going to change until obviously you get the Jaguars pick uh, down in the South. But when it comes to Mahomes versus Baker, I don't think there's any question who's better and who's got the better future moving forward when it comes to Mayfield versus Mahomes. Baker may be cute and might be funny and might have a little bit of talent, that more talent than people give him credit for. And I get it. He says things like, I feel dangerous. Says he wakes up and feels dangerous. But to me, there's nothing more dangerous than Patrick Mahomes and a football in his hand during four quarters of a football game. This is one of those situations and one of those games that this time around may not get as much pub as it could in the future with a Baker versus Mahomes battle. But when you look at what could possibly be in the future in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, there's already history. In the AFC championship game, if Baltimore beats Buffalo, you get round four of Mahomes versus Jackson. Doesn't take anybody real serious to understand that Mahomes has beat Lamar Jackson three times. Lamar Jackson has yet to beat Patrick Mahomes. If it's the Bills versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, we know that the Chiefs beat Josh Allen in Buffalo earlier this year. We all know that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen had the famous who can throw the ball farther, which is just a pissing contest. That's the way I look at it. And the thing about that is Mahomes is 1-0 against Josh Allen. Mahomes is also 1-0 against Baker Mayfield in the NFL. Combine it all together, he's 5-0 versus all the other quarterbacks in the playoffs. And this is another one of those situations in which Mahomes will play a future up-and-comer and what I would consider one of the leaders going forward when it comes to the NFL in the most popular position in all of sports at quarterback. And Baker's been good this season. I don't know if we've gotten yet to peak Baker Mayfield, but Baker hasn't turned the ball over towards the end of the season. The Browns are 11-5. and five. They played very good football down the stretch. But again, let's see how they play when it comes to a playoff game in which now you've really got a chance to show what you're made of. And we talked about it earlier. The Browns playing with house money is a scary situation. And this Browns team, similar to what I think they remind me of, which is that Colts team of 94. I think that's when that was, 95 maybe. When Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback of the Colts and they came into Arrowhead and they had the surprise victory and everybody thought, what in the hell's going on? I don't see Cleveland winning this game. 
I'll go on record as saying that. I don't see Cleveland winning, beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But I don't see this being a traditional one versus six. Now, again, we talked about the numbers coming off the bye and what the points are for Andy Reid the last six or seven bye weeks, and they score over 31 points a game. I'm not sure Cleveland can score as quick, but Cleveland's also that team, to give it an analogy, two guys get in a fight, Cleveland's going to take five, six shots to the face and get back up with the bloody mouth and say, is that all you got? They may not win the fight, probably won't, but they're not going to get knocked out because they are part of what is the new developing system that we're seeing in the NFL and the AFC side of things. Baker, Allen, Jackson, Mahomes, Watson. That's where the dominance is in the AFC. Those five guys on those five teams. And this just happens to be one of those games in which Patrick Mahomes can again solidify where he at where he is at currently in the NFL and where his talent reigns over all the others. I don't see any argument to say that those aren't the future five guys of the NFL in the AFC side of things. I know Justin Herbert's there, but he's still kind of too young to put in a group of guys that have already kind of proven something. These guys have all won playoff games. They're all under the age of 26. They're all kind of similar, have some sort of connection. And this moving forward is just a snowball that's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And it just depends. Is Patrick Mahomes going to be the one that continues to throw behind the snowball and keep rolling it? Because as I said earlier, he's beaten Lamar three times. He's beaten Baker once. And he's beaten Josh Allen once. Not one time in that little sentence did I say that Patrick Mahomes is lost. But let's be real. This game is a little bit closer and a little bit more aggressive than you might think. Cleveland playing with house money with nothing to lose in a situation that no one put them in, except Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. But I will tell you this, 205 Sunday, can't get here soon enough. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports, Kansas City. We roll on. I don't know if this is a hot take. Yeah, maybe it is. Devonta Smith is the best college receiver I've ever seen. I say this. Because of what's currently going on in the national championship game. 35-17 is, uh, is the score right now. Alabama leading. Um... If you want to know what Devonta Smith is doing right now, he's got 12 receptions, 215 yards, and three touchdowns. You're in good company, Dusty. Patrick Mahomes says, LOL, they just need to put, like, everybody on him. Okay. They're not, he's not wrong. Okay. So we're good with that. By the way, there's still a minute 48 left in the first half. And this kid has 12 for 215 and three touchdowns. For those of you that do quick math, congratulations. For you that, for those of you that don't, 17.9 average uh, per reception. Ah, take him first overall. From the 913, shout out to my friend Brittany. She's an RN that just got a job at KU Hospital in Topeka. Super proud. There you go, Lance. Proud of you for letting her get a little shine on the text line. Again, this is the Red Reaction Show, the Jays Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. Again, we coined it as not my show, it's yours. 
Grant holding things down tonight as Nick is out of town. Again, you remember, you can listen to Pete Sweeney and I every day, Monday through Friday, as long as the Chiefs continue their playoff show or their playoff run as we do the Run It Back show, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., leading you right into Fesco in the morning. And then Pete Sweeney will then join uh, the guys from Fesco in the morning at 7.15 a.m. And then Therese Paler tomorrow with the guys from The Drive at 3.30. If you didn't hear Patrick Mahomes today on the on the drive at 2.15, he's there every Monday, 2.15, with number 15. As he said today, it'd be crazy. Eric Bieniemy didn't get a job. As we go back through uh, tonight's show, I think the most important part about this game on Sunday is obviously the health of every player moving forward, but the biggest component in this game is this is a game in which the Chiefs have to get off to a quick start. I get it. They can come back from any deficit, it seems. We've seen it. But it could be a game that you can't afford to start off slow. The reason I say this is because, A, you play a team that doesn't belong here yet. I don't think so. I think the Browns were a playoff team. I don't know if they were a divisional playing playoff team. You have a team that's playing with house money, kind of the same point, so they don't really care is the mentality that I get. And when I say don't really care, I mean, they want to beat you. I mean, they want your ass big time. You're the top dog in the division. You've got the best player in the league, and they want it. But they're not going to be devastated if they lose. It's just going to add to their run next year as they try to continue to be a stronghold in the AFC North. But they have that running attack. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they can keep the ball longer than most. They can pace the game out, and that's the recipe to beat Patrick Mahomes. Keep the ball out of the the quarterback of the Chiefs' hands and run the ball successfully. And with two guys that would be an RB1 on anybody's team, they can do that. Miles Garrett can scare the hell out of you, and he should. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He's probably top three. In my opinion, he's up there with Aaron Donald. And the Chiefs are going to be without their starting right tackle again. And right guard. It's going to be a tough game for the Chiefs. That line's been beat up all year. And the Browns don't blitz because their front four is very strong and very damn good, which means they can sit guys back in coverage, which means that's fine for them if they want the Chiefs to be able to do that. But again, we'll see if somebody can try to stop 10 and 87 and 15. It only happened once this year because they didn't play in the last game of the year. But either way, if the Chiefs win, it's then Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, and that's got so much more juice than Chiefs versus Browns this Sunday at 2.05, which to me, I can't wait to get there. James Joplin, floor's yours. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I just wanted to make a couple points. Is One, if it was two out of three, I'd get Pittsburgh the two over the one fluke. I think it was a complete and total fluke. I mean, it scares me that they did what they did on Sunday. You know, I mean, that's that's great and everything, but if they wouldn't have got a few roles in their situation, and I don't think that Kansas City has much to worry about. 
I mean, they, they got the, a good viewpoint on how to get their butt whipped, and that's great. But I don't think Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes stupid enough to go in the game expecting that uh, these guys are not real. So, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I don't think we're going to have to worry about being unprepared or whatnot. And I really think they just got a roll of the dice a lot. I mean, the Cleveland Browns really is not something that most people would be afraid of. And I was glad that we got them at home to play them first. So that's, that's that. Thanks for the call, James. And this is the Red Reaction Show. Joe, uh, you know, to our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln and Jay Southland Toast Service, text line 913-576-7610. Not my show, it's yours. Um, I think that's the main point when people try to... When people try to look at these games, when it comes to the playoffs, it's real simple. Pittsburgh had a falling out. Pittsburgh did things in a way that a team shouldn't do those types of things when it comes to where they had position in the NFL because there were times where people were talking about how Pittsburgh was just, you know, Pittsburgh was the best team in the NFL. And people were asking, do you see them getting home field advantage? The thing about Pittsburgh and the thing about the Chiefs is they're non-comparable. The Chiefs team that they have is built on so much more leadership and a brotherhood and a fraternity than it seems like it is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh seemed like a team that was playing an easy schedule that had some talent on the outside. Of course, they just have, you know, three stud receivers in Juju Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Juju, obviously a free agent, didn't do himself any favors and they just kind of fell apart. And part of that is trust, chemistry, brotherhood, fraternity type of mentality. And the Chiefs are just different than teams like Pittsburgh. And that's why when you look at the Browns, yes, that's scary. Yes, that's interesting that they can go back-to-back weeks in Pittsburgh, beat Pittsburgh, back-to-back weeks. Granted, the week before, they didn't play Pittsburgh starters. But if you think about it, it wasn't like Pittsburgh really challenged the Browns. I mean, at one point, they were only down by eight. They tried to make it close, but Pittsburgh just kept shooting themselves in the foot. It all started their quarterback, and I can't see Kansas City's quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, throwing four interceptions in a game like this. He just seems more poised, more focused, and there just seems to be a little bit more of a, of a gap between talent when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes. You've got Andy Reid and Big and 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 big Patrick Mahomes, there's a little bit more of a of a tight niche there. So you can't really use that as a focal point moving forward. So, DJ, I appreciate the call, and I'm with you, man. I think Kansas City just got a little bit more than, than the Browns. Again, this is another year where the Chiefs are trying to go to the Super Bowl and run it back. That's their, where they're, that's their plateau they want to get to. That's where they need to get to. Again, tomorrow, 5 to 6 a.m., Pete Sweeney, myself, Dusty Likens on the run it back. Uh, playoff edition Chiefs show on 610 Sports Radio. To everyone who tuned in tonight, thank you so much. CJ, Dan, James, all your calls. We appreciate it. Again, not my show, it's yours. To Grant, thanks for your help. We'll talk to you next Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow in a couple hours.
Be easy, Kansas City. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.